0: I'm Janelle Hosking and you, beautiful, are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what-ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Hey, friend. Welcome to episode 70 of the Get Confident podcast. As you would know if you are a regular listener of this show, Every episode usually focuses on one theme or one idea and shares some really practical insights into how you can apply the learnings to help you grow your confidence in your life. And I have to say, I really struggled to decide or to land on an idea for this episode Don't worry, I've got lots of ideas, but (laughs) I just couldn't choose one. And so I thought that it would be great to give you a bit of an overview of some of the things that I've been experiencing in my life lately and some of the learnings from that just as a holistic view rather than honing or zooming in on one thing in particular. And, you know, it's a great way to give a little life update at the same time. And I think because I started off with saying how it was really hard to choose the topic for today's episode, I think it's only fair that the first thing I talk about is decision fatigue, which is something that I was speaking with uh, the group of ladies who came along to my Time Confident Masterclass that was delivered uh, this week live, we brought up decision fatigue and how it can be really hard (laughs) to make the most basic choices and my response to that is have some compassion for yourself because as women the roles we play in our families or even in our workplaces can be a lot you know if you think about the decisions that you're making on a day-to-day basis you might be making anywhere between 50 and 100 decisions and these aren't all big life altering decisions it could be simple things you know like deciding to clean the shower or deciding what to have for dinner deciding where to go on your next weekend away those types of things they are all decisions and at times we can have a bit of decision fatigue I get it. I myself had been feeling decision fatigue and I also noticed myself being quite lazy when it came to the weekly meeting that my partner and I do. We call it Pow Wow. I will link the episode that talks all about powwow in the description below. And anyway... In our powwow, we have a section where we talk about our meals for the week. We plan our dinners. Uh, and I just found myself sitting back and not contributing, not getting involved. And I just had this excuse of, well, I don't care. Like, I'm not fussy. I don't mind what we have. I'm not phased. And honestly, I got away with doing this for quite a while, I would say. And once I realized this decision fatigue, I realized that I was being this way, right? Like I was being lazy and I was kind of switching off and expecting my partner just to do it all. And so when we had this masterclass the other day and it came up, I had to say to the ladies, like I understand decisions are hard, but can we do something to make it easier on ourselves? And can we also try to dig our heels back in or try to lean back into it and push and challenge ourselves to just make a decision because we need to remind ourselves that when it comes to things like planning our meals for the week they really are not those life-altering decisions so it shouldn't really matter you know because at the end of the day if you get to the day and you were supposed to have a chicken meal and turns out that you really don't feel like chicken, you just want to have a vejo meal or something, you can just change the plan and that's fine. So I thought that was a really nice reminder for us in terms of decision fatigue and acknowledging it, acknowledging where you're at, but also asking yourself, am I just being lazy? Is it really as hard as what I'm making it out to be? Or could I just make a choice and be done with it? Because the reality is, and I've talked about this before, indecision is still a decision. And what I didn't like about how I was showing up is that I wasn't really showing up. I was kind of just sitting on the sidelines. And when you think of that in the context of your life, do you want to be sitting on the sidelines? Because I know that I don't. Something else that I have been leaning into a lot lately, and I kind of mentioned it at the start of uh, last week's episode with Sarah Kelsey as well, was around challenging ourselves. And I think, not even I think, I know and I really feel that your confidence grows when you can challenge yourself and it grows because you are building trust in yourself you know you challenge you stretch you survive you learn something new your confidence grows and you do it again and again and again it's actually a really beautiful cycle and our challenges just become bigger and bigger and I don't mean our life challenges I mean the ways in which we want to challenge ourselves I remember back in I think it was 2017, the year that I was trying to find who I was outside of being a radio person, and I went and did all of these outrageous things for my birthday. The guys I worked with got me a skydive, and I was scared shitless. But I knew that I could challenge myself to do this skydive and that I would be better off Or I would be a better person. I'd be a more confident and strong person because of it. And I was right. You know, that was a really pinnacle moment for me. I didn't have to do anything other than to show up. (laughs) I mean the the plane flyer, the ear whatever. Um the pilot, there we go. (laughs) The pilot did more than what I did and the guide who was strapped to me did way more than what I did. I just had to show up. But The idea of challenging yourself is something that I have been thinking about a lot lately and it's been really cool because my partner is the one who's actually been getting into it more Um, and we've been watching heaps of YouTube videos um, and listening to more podcasts about like neuroscience and um, the benefits of stretching and challenging yourself and how it can really help so much in like the health and wellness space and the the aging space or the anti-aging space and just all this beautiful goodness. Um, Andrew Herberman is one person in particular that comes to mind right now. He's got awesome uh, videos and content that is quite easy to consume. So one of the challenges that came to mind from learning all of this stuff is about in the morning before you look at any device, before you really turn on lights in your house, go and sit outside and just soak up the natural light. Um, Might even be as intense as not looking directly at the sun, but you know, looking at that direction to help you wake up properly. And I know that another great thing, we see lots of people doing it these days on social media, are the ice baths, right? And it's getting ourselves, changing our temperature dramatically, being uncomfortable, cooling ourselves down. And so what I decided to do as a challenge for myself is to go outside first thing in the morning to read and to be welcome to the fact that I'm going to be bloody cold while doing it. So obviously I'm not silly, like I put on my warm winter clothes, but when I went outside I was still cold and I just sat there for 15, 20, even 30 minutes a few mornings reading and trying to focus on the art of reading while knowing that I was uncomfortable being outside in the cold mamaku Bay of Plenty breeze because it's pretty chilly up where I live, especially right now as it's coming into winter. I mean, we're definitely... We're definitely gonna get a lot colder than what we are right now, but hey, it's um, it's still pretty chilly. As I recall this, I'm literally looking uh, outside my dining room window, and the wind is pushing all of the trees and the leaves and everything. So that wind uh, up here is real. But anyway, the point is, I've been trying to think of ways or just stretch myself to really create more challenges that I know will help me to become better and one of those challenges was we went to Topor a couple of weeks ago, uh, you may have seen it on my Instagram stories and I did a little cold plunge in Lake Topor. Um, I was probably only in there for a minute maybe two minutes and it was amazing. Even just the, the fact of waking up at 6.30 in the morning and making that decision, I'm going to do this. And before you know it, you're over at the lake, you're in your togs, you're getting down and you're doing it before you can talk yourself out of it. I have to say that what happened for me in that experience was by the end of the day, by 6, 7 p.m. that night, I felt as though I had lived three days within one day. The day was so long. And I don't mean that in a, oh my gosh, this day's going on forever. I mean that in a, wow. And part of me thinks that that was because of that challenge, that quick decision first thing in the morning, this is what I'm going to do and going and doing it and getting it done just started the day on such a high and something that made me so proud of myself, something so simple like going and sitting in a cold lake, something that's not going to kill you, something that's going to give you some goosebumps, something that's going to stretch you and challenge you just enough to be able to walk outside and say, I'm so proud of myself for doing that. So that is something that I have been leaning into lately around challenging myself. And if you want to apply this, have a listen to Andrew Herberman, some of his stuff. I've also decided, and I think this relates to decision fatigue as well, i have also giving a go at intimate fasting in the morning, which I'm not saying this is a recommendation to everyone. But for me, what I like about this concept, to be honest, is not having to think about food in the morning. And that when my brain starts thinking about food, I then am just reminding myself like, Janelle, you're not actually hungry and you can hold off until you are actually hungry. Or you know what I mean? Just not having to add another thing on the list of things to do. And so I've been doing that for a few weeks now. And the pure reason, it wasn't dietary, it wasn't to try and lose any weight Literally, the reason why I did it is because I thought, how nice will it be to not have to wake up and ask myself, what am I having for breakfast? But also because my brain is on in the morning. The morning is when I do my best work. I can literally, after I've done my stretching, and by that I mean going outside, reading, being in the cool air, things like that, I can go and sit down and do a solid few hours of really, really good work. And I don't have to stop for a food break. And it's actually going really, really well. So that for me is helping <laughs> decision fatigue, but it's also further challenging and stretching myself too. So I wanted to share that with you um, just as a, another way that I have been challenging myself. And it's not a rule, right? Like when we were in Topo, I was a couple of weeks into this and we went and had breakfast with our friends. And that was at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, so I still eat, (laughs) but it's just that cool thing of knowing, okay, well, if I'm going to practice this, then I don't have to think about breakfast. And that's one less thing on my mind. So that has been quite interesting. And also just witnessing my thoughts that I do have around the habit of eating food at certain times of the day, again, without actually being hungry. So that has been really fascinating. It's helped to grow a bit more awareness around that too. And this brings me on to the next thing that has been really highlighted for me. And it is around making commitments. But not only making commitments, really sticking to them. And I think we as women are amazing at... Sticking to our commitments when it comes to other people. But I think we struggle a bit when it comes to ourselves. And this is also something that we talked about during the Time Confident Masterclass the other day. Which, by the way, if you missed it, the recording is available. I'll link it in the description below. We helped women to save 15 plus hours per week. And it was just mind-blowing, the aha moments that happen during that masterclass and they can happen for you as well if you go and check out the recording. Um, So in regards to commitments to self, I've done a few episodes where I've talked on this a few times around to do with um, my hormones and we had a hormone expert on, I'll link that episode in the description below too, but to be honest with you, it's probably been about two or so years, maybe a year and a half, that I have noticeably been struggling with hormones, and a result of that has been random mood swings, and I hate it because I don't feel like myself; I feel like a completely different person, and to me, what I see is myself hulking out um I know that's not the reality, I know that my moods aren't actually as bad as what I feel like they are, but from a person who's usually really relaxed and chill, motivated, determined, but relaxed and chill, uh, it has been a weird space to be in and since I've been on this journey of trying to challenge myself, um, trying to lean in more and just really get maximum growth out of myself, I was recording an episode with a guest that is going to be coming out sometime in the next few months. And him and I were talking about commitments. And he said the wording around, we say, I try to, or I'm going to try. Um, You know, I'm going to try to be less moody. I'm going to try to be better. And that is a story that I have literally told myself for over a year now. The story of, you know, my hormones are unbalanced. It's out of my control, but I'm going to try. I'm on some supplements. I'm taking this natural hormone cream thing. You know, what else can I do? I'm just trying my best. And I was having this conversation with this guest He turned around and he said, we just need to get better at actually committing to ourselves, to acknowledging that this is a standard for us, that it's not something we try, we just do it. And of course, we're not perfect. Of course, we're only human. But can you imagine if your standard was so high for yourself on something particular that was really important to you? That as you held that standard for yourself, that commitment, it actually became true for you. It became part of you. And so at the end of that episode, when I was, again, recording this with a guest, it's going to come out in a few months. I had my own aha moment that said, you know, you have been saying for months, for almost a year, for over a year, That you are trying to be better. That you are trying to not react. That you are trying to have more patience and these types of things. But trying isn't good enough. You need to decide that you're not going to do that anymore. And you know what? It has been a few weeks now. Maybe three weeks since that day. And I have been the best, the best I have been in about a year to a year and a half. I am more patient. I am slower. And I'm actually laughing more and having more fun. Because my instant reaction isn't to bite. (laughs) It isn't to be defensive. It isn't to be angry. It is just to be... The me I want to be, to be the inquisitive, to be the personable, to be the approachable me that I am. And you may be thinking, well, you know, you know, especially if you know me, like if you're one of my friends who knows me in person, maybe you're a one-on-one client of mine and you're listening to this being like, that's not how she is at all. The hardest part is normally the only people that see Specific sides of you are the people who are the closest to you. And so for me, that is my partner. That is my parents, sometimes even my little sister. And that's it. Nobody else has or would see that. Maybe one of my friends and we're like sisters and we just, you know, really call forth the highest version of each other or the truest version of each other. But other than that, it doesn't, it's not even something that I have to try to try to hold back it's just this interesting thing that I think when you give so much right when you are a healer where you are a helper where you give so much of yourself to other people sometimes the people who are closest to you miss out on that because they get the tired you at the end of the day and I know I've talked about this before So I had this thing where I was trying to be better and it just wasn't good enough. It was not representing me in the way that I want to. And so after this guest episode, I decided that I'm patient. I am calm. I use my words. I explain. I'm not defensive. And I'm open to hearing other ways. And some context here. My partner is an incredible human and he loves to help people also. And he helps people by showing them his way of doing things. Might be familiar if you have partners or people in your life who are like this too. And at the space I was at, I didn't want to hear it because I'm happy with my way. Don't change me. Let me be who I am. Let me do this how I want to do it. You know, the most basic stuff. (laughs) But I know it's not a malicious thing. It's literally just trying to show you another way that might be easier, might be faster. All that good stuff. And like I said, the past few weeks have been so good. And I don't know if anybody's noticed this in me. I don't know if my partner's noticed. I don't know if my family's noticed. But I have noticed. And I have noticed so much that I almost started recording this episode on... Connecting with your inner child and on bringing more fun into your life. But I know I've done that before in an episode. But the reason why I felt like I should do today's episode on that was because <laughs> literally 10 minutes before turning on my microphone and hitting record today, I was outside helping My partner unpack one of our cars. He's just been moving some stuff around and whatnot. So I was helping unpack the car and there was a flat piece of cardboard. And like I say, it's a pretty windy day today. I just picked up this piece of cardboard and threw it like a Frisbee. And it went so high up in the air. It came down and it hit some random stuff. And I just laughed so hard. And then I ran over to that piece of cardboard. I picked it up. <laughs> threw it in the air again. And the exact same thing happened. It just went so high up in the sky. It flew. You don't know what direction it's going to go in. And then it comes down and it hits something. It landed in a tree at one point. And you know how the game ended? The game ended with it landing on my roof. <laughs> so right now... <laughs> I have a piece of flat cardboard (laughs) on my roof and I'm never going to go up there and get it. (laughs) Liam might. Um, But that then made me think such happy, fun thoughts that we as adults should all still be feeling, you know, those times of joy and laughter that we felt when we were kids. And so that is what made me think about doing my episode on connecting with your inner child and all of that amazing stuff but I had to stop myself and actually rewind and say you know what Janelle if you hadn't have made this commitment to yourself that you were going to be a more inquisitive person that you were going to be a more patient person that you were going to be uh just better like as a commitment not as a thing I'm trying to do. I'm going to put the shoe on and then I'm going to take the shoe off. No, it is now my shoe that I'm not taking off at all. Terrible analogy. But if I hadn't have done that, would I have seen that piece of cardboard? And would I have decided to throw it up in the air and play Frisbee with it? Because the truth is, probably not. I'd been so stuck in my head and so... Down in the dumps of this way that I'd been feeling, that I don't think I would have let myself. And so, this has been a pretty big share. Obviously, I have no problem with sharing because I feel like when we can share our learnings, hopefully, you or somebody you know can learn from that and that can inspire and motivate to improve your own life and your own confidence. But I think it is so needed that we keep having these types of discussions where even the coaches, even the trainers remind you that we're still on our own journey too. And I will never not be on my own journey. I have committed. And I this is a commitment I made to myself at 18 years old. If you are not learning, you are not living And so that commitment has always been to keep learning. And now the commitment is to keep making commitments. There is no try or try not. It is just do and be. And yeah, I absolutely have had, not that I'm keeping score, but I've probably had one to two times where... My patience hasn't been where I would like it to be. But you know what? That is so much better than what would have been the alternative. When I was sat in the seat of just trying, it's way better. So I'm pretty proud of that. And the one last thing I want to share with you today that was highlighted for me was when I way overcommitted, way, 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 way overcommitted a few weeks ago. And at the end of the week, I was just exhausted and had nothing left to give. I did still do self-care this week, this week in particular that I'm talking about. I did go to a pottery class, so this isn't a week of exhaustion for doing everything for everybody else and not myself, it wasn't that, it was just a full on week and this week that I'm talking about led me to create what I'm now calling my success menu and I've shared this on the Time Confident Masterclass with the ladies as well. And there was a couple of people in particular who loved the idea of the success menu and were going to go make their own one. And the concept of the success menu is choosing a few things that create like boundaries for yourself so that you can have a successful week. And this is your way to be able to say no. So I created my success menu, which has one networking event. One cup of coffee, so like as in one coffee meetup, because I do quite a lot of like coffee meetings with people. (laughs) One self-care activity, so whether that was going to pottery, whether that's getting a massage, um, something along those lines. And one podcast recording, because no joke, I have got a bank now of... 10 plus guest interviews that need (laughs) to go live because I filled up too many episodes within one week. I just had recording after recording. I think one week I recorded four guest episodes and it's quite a lot of energy. So I've got the success menu now, which has got these four things on it. And what that means is if somebody tries to book me in for something and it's already done on my calendar... As in, I've already got that networking event booked in. I've already got that coffee date booked in. I just say, hey, can we do the week after? And then you move it to the week after. And then you get the next person for the week after. And it just works. About three weeks ago, I was booking in my activities for this week coming up. And I planned a work, like a cafe working date with another uh, small business owner. And we were both like, heck yeah, three weeks time. I'll see you then, girlfriend. (laughs) So you can plan your time way in advance. And obviously we talk about that in the Time Confident Masterclass too. So make sure you go and uh, check that one out. But those are my things. Beautiful. That is what has been... In the mind of Janelle Hosking, the works, the work-ons, and as well as that, also some uh, business evolutions too around my offerings. But I have not fully landed with those yet, so I'm not going to be sharing those. But just keep an eye out because some things are evolving, which is just amazing. And that is how life is, right? When you learn, when you grow Things grow. So I'm not surprised that as I'm learning, as I'm growing, my business is also growing. So things I've discussed with you today. Decision fatigue. Challenging yourself. Making commitments rather than saying I'm trying or I will try. Just commit. And having your own success menu. So thank you for listening to me and to my rants today. (laughs) Rants, rants. (laughs) Uh, I hope you got yourself some value out of it. I would love for you, please, if you have not already, to on your podcast listening app, please rate the show. And please share it with somebody who you know will get value out of it. We had an amazing milestone the other day when a woman shared the podcast on her stories and I went and had a wee stalk and she didn't look like she was from New Zealand. So I um, actually sent her a message and I said, you know, thank you so much for sharing this podcast to your story. Whereabouts do you live? And she replied to me and it just blew my mind because she said that she lives in Spain. Ladies, we have people listening to this podcast all over the world, which just makes me so happy. And then the next message to this beautiful podcast listener, she shared that the podcast got recommended to her by her friend who lives in the States. It's pretty awesome. And thank you for listening. Thank you for rating the podcast and thank you for recommending it to your friends as well. It absolutely means the world to me. And I'm so grateful that you are listening and that you are learning and growing your own confidence. Uh, Next week, we have another guest episode, uh, which I cannot wait for you to hear more about. Have a wicked week and I'll catch you back soon.